Hello there. Dr. Bill Crawford here, psychologist, speaker, author of eight books, host of two PBS specials. Here again to bring you another tip on how to help you create the life you want. Specifically, how to use my life from the top of the mind philosophy to bring more clarity, confidence, creativity into everything you do. I really like that concept of clarity, confidence, and creativity. I call it C-cubed, and it comes from a quote from Albert Einstein that says, problems cannot be solved at the same level of awareness or clarity that created them. So what I like to do when I'm writing my books, doing my coaching, doing my seminars, is bring people new information, clarity about what I call the what, the why, and the how. What's really going on? Why is it going on? And how can we do something about it? So what I do is I go around talking about that and I have a system called Life from the Top of the Mind that speech, speaks to that. I teach it, wrote a book about it. It's kind of the foundation of everything I do. I also have some wonderful friends around the country and one of them is, by the, is named Dean Minuto. Dean is a great guy. He's a great speaker. He's a great person, great friend. He's got a concept called Yescalate. It's all about getting people to yes and he goes around the world teaching that. But since we're all kind of stuck at home these days, he's doing a series of interviews with people that he finds valuable, likes his friends, uh, on all kinds of subjects. I had the honor of being the first one he interviewed. Recently, I was listening to an interview between Dean and a gentleman by the name of Stephen Robertson. Stephen is a author, a coach, and he's been running a camp for kids for about the last 20 years. But not just any camp. He's run about 100,000 kids through this camp. And he focuses on young kids, what he calls the, uh, the aliens among us. He just wrote a book called The Aliens Among Us that focus on what he calls Generation Z, which is the generation earlier than the millennials. And he says, you know, these kids come to this camp and they're kind of lost and we try to give them as many which guidance as possible and give them as much information. So one of the things we try to give them is what's called a relationship GPS. And they were talking about what that means. Feel free to check that out. The, uh, the concept uh, that Dean is doing is called Starting Different. It's a whole series of interviews, Starting Different. Check it out, you really like it. They were talking about this relationship GPS and I was thinking, whoa, what a cool idea. And really what we need, not is just a relationship GPS, we need a GPS for life. So I started thinking about, okay, what could that be? You know, one of the things I try to do is when I create a model or work with a model, I try to make it spell something that's meaningful. In my life from the top of the mind philosophy, I have a specific model for how to shift from the lower brain to the upper brain, where we have access to the clarity, confidence, and creativity we need, and the model spells brain. I have another model for how to uh, stay there that spells power. I have another model that shows people how to engage others who are stuck in that lower brain. How do you get them to shift from the lower brain to the upper brain, from the resistant brain to the receptive brain? That spells leap. So I like my models to spell things. So I call GPS. What could that be? Well, one of the things I talk about is shifting perspective. So, went, oh, okay, so the P and the S could be a perspective shift. That could be the, uh, the P and the S and the GPS. What? What could the G stand for? I was having trouble coming up with it. So I asked my wife, Georgia, who's very creative. I said, hey, Georgia, help me with this. You know, I've got this thing. I just need something that, that fits with G. What does it work? She went, well, hmm, how about a guided perspective shift? I went, oh yeah, I'll really love that. Because I think that's kind of what we're looking for. We're looking for something that kind of lets us know where we are, where we want to go and gives us turn by turn instructions about how to get there, a step by step system on how to get where we want to go. 
So in creating this whole GPS idea, I love the concept. I want to kind of credit to Dean and Stephen for the inspiration. And then I want to show you kind of how I applied it to my life from the top of the mind philosophy. In order to do that, I want to show you something I do in my seminars that kind of helps us, I think, start with what is the real problem. Let's see if we can make this happen. Don't you love video editing? <laughs> now, I know this is like a mess, but let me show you how I work with it and how I help people kind of use this to really understand really what's going on. So I call this real life the what. So in the what, the why, and the how, this is designed to talk about the what, and it's, it's designed to kind of capture what are the, some of the challenges that we're dealing with that trigger our stress, frustration, anxiety, get in the way of our clarity, confidence, and creativity. So these are called problem triggers, and these are called problem reactions. I call them problem triggers and problem reactions because not all not triggers are problematic, not all reactions are problematic. But there are some things that really do trigger our stress. So uh, I ask my participants, what are they? And they say, well, hey, it's COVID-19, right? The economy, isolation, difficult people, people who are stubborn, not taking accountability, not listening, argumentative, et cetera, worrying about our kids, family, uncertainty. That seems to be a really big one today. Deadlines, deadbeats, in-laws, outlaws, laws of business, all this stuff. So if your particular trigger isn't on this list, just imagine that it is and this will work. So I say, okay, when we're dealing with all this stuff, how do we find ourselves reacting? Well, gosh, we get stressed, we get frustrated, we get anxious, we get angry, worried, resentful, confused, annoyed, lose focus, lose sleep, become depressed, drives us crazy. In other words, these are very understandable reactions. And since this triggers this and we don't like this, then what do we do? We go over here and try to change whatever we think made us feel that way. And by the way, anytime we can change a situation and we feel better, I'm a big fan of it. But hey, the economy, COVID-19, isolation, difficult people, have you noticed these aren't things we can change? So what that does is it triggers another reaction. This reaction is more problematic because it has a sense of frustration, powerlessness to it. We still don't like this and we still try to make a change. We still can't. That triggers another reaction, makes it seem worse, and we get trapped in a cycle. And I think the cycle is the real what. It's not just that we get triggered. Because if we just got triggered and all of a sudden could flip up from stress to clarity, confidence, and creativity, hey, where's the problem? It's getting caught in this cycle, I think, is the real what, the what's going on. The why has to do with how the brain processes information. So for those of you who follow my life from the top of the mind philosophy, you know we got these three parts to the brain. Lower part of the brain is called the brainstem. That's the fight or flight part of the brain. Upper 80% of the brain is the neocortex. I call it the top of the mind. This is where we have access to our interpersonal skills, problem-solving skills, clarity, confidence, creativity, etc. This middle brain, limbic system, is the scanner, processor, router part of the brain. Its mission on the planet is to keep us alive as a species. But it's not very smart, and it's working with old software. So it has a tendency to interpret almost anything negative as dangerous and throws us into the part of the brain that's designed to deal with danger. Here is where we get angry, stressed, frustrated, and if we try to deal with life from this lower brain, we can't, and that's where we get caught in the cycle. So that's the what, that's the why. How about the how? This is where that GPS of life comes in. We need something that shows us where we are, where we wanna go, and how to get there. So when we know this is not where we wanna go, I'll ask the people in my, in my presentations, okay, are we doing this on purpose? Is it really working for us? Is it making the statement we want to make about who we are? Would we teach or recommend this to someone we love? And of course, everybody says no, 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 and no. Those are what I call the four criteria, because I think we can use them as a criteria for whether we hang on to any of this or change it. 
And if we decide, no, I'm not doing this on purpose, it's not working for me, it's not how I want to be defined, and no, I would never teach or recommend this to someone we love, we can use those same questions to say, okay, what if I were dealing with the challenging situations in life in such a way that was more purposeful, in a way that I believe is more effective, in a way that does define me the way I want to be defined, and in a way I would teach to someone I love? What would that look like? So I ask my participants, and they say, well, hey, I want to be more confident, more calm, more creative, optimistic, clear, authentic, kind, influential, purposeful, resilient, flexible, productive, in control, empathetic, great stuff. And the beautiful thing about this list is it fits the four criteria. It's chosen on purpose. It is more effective. It certainly defines us the way we want to be defined and isn't this exactly what we would teach to someone we love. So this is where we want to go. Doesn't mean we're there yet, but at least we have a map or at least a destination where we want to go. Now what we need is a guided uh, perspective shift in order to get there. Uh, the perspective shift comes from a gentleman by the name of Albert Ellis. A long time ago, he, uh, he was called the father of cognitive psychology. He wrote a book called Rational Emotive Therapy. And uh, he, call, he came up with what he calls the ABC model in order to explain how we find ourselves kind of trapped in the cycle. He says, okay, if we call this A for the adverse event and we call this C for the consequence, problem is people think that A causes C. You know, how many times have we heard someone say, man, this really stresses me out. These people drive me crazy. This really makes me frustrated. That's saying that A makes us this. We don't want to do that because we don't want to give these people these situations that kind of power. So Albert Ellis has said in the past, hey, the good news is A doesn't cause C. A is filtered through B and B causes C and B are our beliefs. Now we also know B is our brain and how it is processing data. But our beliefs are our perspectives. You've heard the phrase that perception is reality. That means however we perceive a situation, whatever our perspective is, that's the way we'll interpret the situation. Here's a good example. Let's assume you have two people in a room. One of them is deathly afraid of dogs. The other one absolutely loves dogs. You bring a dog into the room, fact, you're going to have two totally different reactions. The person that has the perspective that dogs are dangerous runs away. The person that has the perspective that dogs are wonderful goes to hug the dog. It's the same dog. <laughs> so the dog can't be causing the reaction. It's these perspectives. So what we want to recognize is in the past, we've created kind of a perspective that this makes us this. And if we don't change that, if we don't have a guided perspective shift in that, it will continue to throw us into this uh, in this old reactive part of the brain, stress, frustration, anxiety. So what we want to do is change our beliefs, change our perspectives. There's a gentleman, by the way, that wrote a book by the name of the fifth discipline. He is uh, Peter Sinke. And he talks about five disciplines and one of his disciplines in life to create what he calls the learning organization is what he calls suspending our beliefs. I really love that concept. We're going to suspend the beliefs. We're going to look at those beliefs and say, hey, have I chosen my beliefs about difficult people on purpose? Are they really working for me? Is this how I want to be defined? I see difficult people this way. Would I teach or recommend this belief to someone I love? Now, anytime you have a belief that fits the four criteria, it's purposeful, effective, defines who you are in a way you would teach to someone you love, that's a great belief to hold on to. But if we find out that belief hasn't been chosen on purpose, we would not teach it to someone we love. What we want to do is get really clear about, okay, what are the beliefs that would allow us to access these qualities and characteristics? In other words, what if we saw this as the practice field? 
That's one of the perspectives I really like to teach. If we're going to willing to see the problem is the, is the practice field, because frankly, this is life, right? We're going to be dealing with this for the rest of our life. Let's just kind of do that in a way that is meaningful and purposeful and in a way we would teach to someone we love. So this guided perspective shift is my system, life from the top of the mind. It shows us how to shift from that lower brain to the upper brain, change the chemical makeup of our body from adrenaline, noradrenaline, and cortisol to serotonin and endorphins, chemicals that help us feel better and think clear. It shows us how to stay in the top of the mind, how to rewire the brain, how to create new neural pathways going from the limbic system to the brainstem, I mean, to the neocortex and then back down to the limbic system, reinforce that, rewire the brain in two to four months. Then what I think we need is a perspective shift, a guided perspective shift on difficult people. Because if when we're dealing with a difficult person, all we see is their difficult behavior, who are we gonna work with? Because when someone's being stubborn and argumentative and not listening, there's no real way to have a solution-focused conversation. What we need to understand, and this is perspective shift here, is this is only who they are when they're coming from the lower 20% of the brain. So we wanna shift that perspective and ask that question, okay, who are they when they're coming from the upper 80% of the brain? What do they do really well? What do they love to do? Because that's the part of them that we're going to be able to eventually create a solution-focused conversation. So I want to thank Dean and Stephen for this uh, inspiration of the GPS. And what would it be like if we had this guided perspective shift, this GPS for life, that showed us where we are, what's not working, where we want to be, and gave us turn-by-turn, step-by-step instructions for how to get there? If this is something you feel would be valuable for your organization, your family, your school, your professional association, and you want me to come and share this information with you and your colleagues, hey, all you got to do is go to my website, BillCrawfordPhD.com, or just Google Bill Crawford PhD. I'll come up on the first page. Hit the contact button. Let me know what you're interested in, and I would love to talk with you about that. In the meantime, here's to you bringing more clarity about who you are, what's going on, how to get there clarity about this guided perspective shift so you can make a difference in your life and the lives of others. Here's to you, bringing more clarity, confidence, and creativity to everything you do, and I look forward to seeing you in the future.